Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have the iconic Perez Hilton with us today, the original influencer who founded and oversees one of the most iconic websites out there. In addition to that, he is the host of a very successful podcast, has a loyal following across two YouTube channels, has written four books, acted in countless TV shows and films, as well as the stage. And most importantly, he's the proud father of three happy and thriving kids. And we're so excited to have him and on our show talking today. about that and his CBD line and much more. Yes. So Thank you for having show. me. Welcome. It's our pleasure. Now, I always like to start the show out the same way, because last 18 months for a lot of people has been rough, especially people in entertainment. Um, seemed like mm -hmm. they got hit the hardest. Um, so how has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this time? Well, COVID affected me very severely because I have three young children mm, who, yeah. you know, I think more than anybody, their worlds were severely impacted. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, all children in school were very impacted, but the younger, the more so because, you know, a first grader doesn't really have the tools, the resources, the ability to do what a 16-year-old can. And yeah, I realized yeah. quickly that homeschooling was not for me. I just... That's what we do. We've been homeschooled. So yes, we, didn't we have a nine-year-old. So. Yeah, that's, you know, I don't have the patience. <laughs> I don't have... <laughs> I don't have the skill set necessary mm. to be a great teacher at home. Yeah. I am a great teacher in other ways. Yeah. yeah. I teach my children about responsibility, right. about values, um, so much about life. But the academic part of it, I just, it's a big no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and personally, you know, I did not handle it very well. I normally, am a very healthy person. Yeah. Yeah. But because it felt like the world was not moving forward, I felt stuck and it felt like I was in a tunnel with no It almost felt like the world was ending. It did. Not quite, but yeah. you know, you know, I lived in New York City when September 11th happened oh, wow. and wow. while that was a very difficult time for me, I did take some comfort and solace in seeing that the rest of the United States yeah. kept mm -hmm. moving forward. You know, life yes. resumed for them, even if us in Manhattan and in New York City, things were still incredibly difficult and, and weird. Uh, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, especially in 2020, listen, we're still in the pandemic. We're not through yeah. it yet. But yeah. especially in 2020, there seemed to be no end in sight. And from being a very healthy person, I became a very unhealthy person. I started to eat and eat more wow. and overeat and even drinking a lot. I'm not even a big drinker. I'm not sober, but I don't drink that much. Yeah. Normally, yeah. I'll drink maybe once every two or three months. And you hear that story a lot. Wow. Yeah. And I went from drinking every once to every every once every two to three months to drinking practically daily. Wow. Oh, wow. And at first it was oh fun and oh whatever, <laughs> but then it was like, why am I even doing this? It's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I went through 19 years of addictions until four, almost 14 years ago. I've been sober, so I understand the the um, 
when you start getting it to where it becomes daily, it then it becomes a rut. And then if, if you don't pull out that rut soon, it becomes an addiction. Yeah. I mean, I already have enough addictions. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I've never had issue with alcohol or drugs, but I have maybe worse issues. Like food is my addiction. And that's a really awful thing because you need to eat to live. <laughs> True. Because yeah, I can uh, just quit the alcohol and don't have to be around it. Right. But with and food, you can't quit in. eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I, 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 I would imagine, you know, like a, like an alcoholic that might have slip ups. Um, I think I know what it takes to manage my food addiction and yeah. Uh, and indulge and enjoy every once in a while. But then when it's like. Mm-hmm. I go completely overboard and I'm just eating out of boredom or for the sake of eating and overeating. It's just, that's, that's when the real problem comes in. And then it's so hard to get back on track. Cause then you feel yeah, guilty. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, I don't care about guilt. I care about <laughs> getting back on track and it's yeah. so hard yeah. after a slip up after, after like a major slip up of days yeah. or weeks. Oh Yes. You know, that's like us, you know, when we launched this show, it was January 2020. So a couple months before COVID. And I remember our original plan was maybe 100 interviews our first year. We thought that'd be a great foundation. Then COVID happens. And I'm as I'm watching everything get shut down, I'm like, you know, I can't change COVID, but we need to step it up because the entertainment industry needs a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. And because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews last year. And this week, we're going to hit number 500. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Congrats. I mean, sometimes you you. feel guilty because you're like, because of COVID, we are where we are. I mean, I am thankful now that a lot of interviews are being done virtually. So it's more time efficient. Yeah. (laughs) So um, as you know... what got you started in the entertainment industry? Let's go way back. You know, what what brought you in entertainment? I started a very long time ago just as a hobby. You know, there really was no social media when I started. And my little hobby turned into a full-time job that allowed me to employ my family and support them. Isn't that crazy? You know, that you know, ain't that the American dream? That you start, yeah. you start something not knowing where it's going to go. You know, like when we started this show, January 2020, you know, it was an our, you know, we had a lot of contacts in Nashville. So it was an up and coming country music interview show. That's where that was the roots of the show. But as the pandemic happened and doors started closing for other industries within entertainment, I started thinking, you know, maybe we should open the door for entertainment in general, not just country music. And because of that, we've had some amazing guests on that we would have never imagined. You know, it's just like I'm sure like like you probably look back and you're like, wow, you know, what the heck? You know, so tell us a few wow moments for you. I mean, I've had so many wow moments. <laughs> it's it's really been 17 years of living beyond my wildest dreams from getting to be on an episode of Glee acting. Oh, uh to um, being part of Britney Spears' circus tour, to being in Rihanna's S&M music video, to releasing four books, starting a podcast many years ago, um, being a judge on Miss Universe that's seen all over the world. Wow. 
um, acting. You know, we actually had the first runner up of this past Miss USA on our show the other day. Oh, cool. So that was a pretty cool one. When you said Miss Universe, it made me think of that because because she was one step away. If, if Miss USA would have won Miss Universe, she had became Miss USA. So, yeah, I mean, I I've I've done it all, which is why going forward, the thing that matters to me most mm-hmm. isn't fame. It's just money. <laughs> Let's be real. You want to I need the I want I need more money. And you want to secure the bag. Exactly. I want FU money in the bank, which I don't have right now. You know, I, I would love to just have that freedom to only do whatever I wanted to and yeah. not do things because I feel like I need to or I should. Like, mm-hmm. how would my life be different? What choices would I be making or not making? Yeah, because especially when you've got inflation going up, prices of everything going up, and nobody really knows where we're heading in the next five years, you know, and then it's like, you know, over the last 20 years, you literally see middle class being pushed out. So the day's going to come when you're going to have rich and you're going to have poor, and that's going to be it. So if you're not in that rich class, you're going to be poor. I mean, I always think... Two, that life is so unexpected and we all have the ability to create something amazing. You know, I am really proud that I come from a family of two immigrants who came to this country with nothing and instilled in me an incredible work ethic and the importance of an education. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ride my parents' coattails. They never gave me any handouts. I created everything on my own. And wow. with my children, it'll be the same, you know? Like I will support them through college. Yep. Then I will buy them on their a car. Right? If they don't have a car, I will, um, you know, pay maybe for six months of their rent, but only six months. And I think in six <laughs> months time, you, you should, should be able something. to figure out a job. In six months time or less, you should really be start figuring out, start figuring out what you're going to do before you even graduate college. Yeah. Cause you know, and, and I, and I remember, I can't, I wish I could remember the celebrity, but I remember the other recently, there was a celebrity that talked about, and he got flack for this, that he, you know, that if, if his, when his kids come, I want to invest, I want you to invest in my business idea. He says, well, come up with a business plan. He says, if it's not a fantastic business plan, I'm not investing. I'm not even going to invest, even if it was a fantastic (laughs) business plan. I know too much about business and I know that most new businesses flop, unfortunately. So I don't want to gamble with my money. I'm going to Vegas soon for two weeks because we love it there. And I don't gamble. I go to Vegas for the shows, to eat at the good restaurants, because I love it there. There's so much to do that's actually very family friendly, but I work too hard to gamble. Wow. <clears throat> now, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, the glory in what the celebrities do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to high levels. And I always want to talk about that because I think Sometimes this is kind of a sugar-coated thing where people think, oh, I got the talent, I can make it. But we both know that that's not true um, in the, within the world. I mean, there's takes, I mean, it's from timing, 
to lucky connections to, to yes, a lot of work. So take a few moments to tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are to even today. I mean, I still make those sacrifices. I know that 98, 99% of people would not be willing to work as hard as I do. You know, part of me regret, or part of me, my life is blessed. I'm so grateful, but I work really hard to maintain, not even all the hard work that it took to achieve it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tell people, you want to know the secret to success? You have to have an unhealthy work <laughs> ethic. <laughs> like everything else must come second. Mm -hmm. Work needs to be number one. Once you've achieved success, then you can have more balance and make other things a priority. Like my children are a huge priority in my life, but yeah. Yeah, I, I still don't get enough sleep. I still am not as social as I would like to be with my friends. But, you know, we do what we have yeah, to you do. you got to eat, sleep, and think that project, that passion, that whatever you are pursuing. Because we get that with this show. It's like, you know, we're trying to become a Bobby Bones, a Ty Bentley, a Kelly Clarkson show one day. And it's like, you know, with no backing, no nothing. Grassroots. Grassroots, all grassroots, you know. And it's like, man, you know, I, you know, I'm glad at this point, I didn't know when we started the amount of work this would take because yeah, <laughs> I probably would have never launched. But now that we have and we're where we're at, we're like, OK, we've done more than I ever imagined already. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's all that it takes, really. You got to be consistent and work hard. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's talk a little bit about your projects, you know, your CBD line and your podcast. Yes. Thank you. About yeah. That. yeah. I this year launched a CBD brand called My True 10. Oh, wow. Because, mm -hmm. well, first of all, CBD has not been around that long, you know, a handful or so of years. Mm -hmm. And I had never really taken it. I had never taken it before prior to 2020. Oh, wow. And my first experience wasn't a positive one because I took the oils and I don't like CBD oil. Some people might like them. It wasn't for me. Um, I've tried all of these different products. And last year when I tried these CBD gummies that really worked, I was so taken aback that I reached out to my manager and I said, we need to do something with oh, these wow. people because so, you know, CBD is not regulated by the FDA. So not all CBD is created equal. Exactly. You, have, you could have some that's really good. And then you can have some that it's like not, I, I was going to use the C word, C-R-A-P. Um, <laughs> you could have some that's C-R-A-P, you know, and filled with who knows what and just not quality. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, you know, my true 10 is quality. I take it daily. It's helping so many people. Wow. And you can check out our reviews at mytrue10.com. That's the best way to really learn about a product, I say, is to see what the people that bought it have been saying about it. Yeah. Yeah, and we absolutely. use a third-party provider that verifies that all of our reviews are legit. People yeah. that actually bought mm -hmm. our gummies. So go to <laughs> mytrue10.com and um, check us out. Wow. So tell us a bit about your podcast. What's it about? 
My podcast is a pop culture podcast. I've been doing it for six and a half years now. Almost. So you're on the front end of podcasting. Yes. Yeah, a very, very long time. And we have a very loyal audience that we're so grateful for. It's, um, I think, the best pop culture podcast, but we <laughs> are different from yours. You know, we don't do any interviews, we don't yeah. have guests. I don't want guests. <laughs> having, ha- having guests is a headache. You know, people cancel, flake at the last oh, minute, reschedule. Oh, yes. They're running late. I could write a book on all that, what yes, you just we said. we have all those stories. Yeah, so I, I don't want to have to deal with that. I want my podcast to be fun because I think if you're having fun, the audience will tell. And mm. thankfully, mm-hmm. my podcast co-host keeps it fun for me oh, because wow. we're polar opposites, right? <laughs> Oftentimes, when you have podcast co-hosts, it's people with shared common interests and they just agree on everything. My co-host and I barely agree on anything. You know, he's a straight dude who's like a little bit older than me from West Virginia. And I'm big gay, but we genuinely respect each other and care for each other. Mm -hmm. So it makes for compelling entertainment. I think it's the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker. You could check us out on YouTube or directly at PerezPodcast.com. I love that. Awesome. Now, being in the celebrity world, um, and and I was probably not much surprises you anymore because you've been in it for so long. What surprised you in the last ten years or so the most, or at least one of the top that surprised you? Hmm. And it could be good, could be bad, it could be either. You know, I would just, say what surprised me, if we're going back ten years, is the A-list status that Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian has been able to achieve and everything (laughs) that she and her family have built. Well, they have built a brand. They built an empire there. Back in 2011, they were at the lowest of their low, actually. Oh, wow. Wow. 2011 was right after Kim Kardashian had her two or three month marriage. Mm -hmm. People were not liking her or her family. It was a real down moment for them. And what I actually attribute to their success is Kanye West. Kanye West. (laughs) Go figure, right? He really turned everything around for her and for that family and elevated all of them. Kanye gave her a complete makeover, put her together with a new team. Oh, wow. She used Mm -hmm. to not get lent clothes from the from the high-end fashion designers. She was not, Mm -hmm. she was persona non grata. Now she's at all the fashion shows invited and co-hosting the Met Gala on the cover of Vogue magazine. You know, Kanye made her sort of like his Beyonce and together they also elevated each other. Now, 10 years later, Kim is a bigger celebrity almost than Kanye and making more money. I mean, imagine yeah. if they could have been that power couple. They were for a long time, you yeah, know. They were for a while. If that, you know, because yeah. you know that's definitely interesting. But yeah, you're right on a lot of that. You know, you know that's definitely what turnaround. I, I didn't know the insides of some of that, so that's pretty cool to know. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so as you know, a lot of people, they see you and they see the actors and actresses and all that, but they don't see the teams behind the people. In our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. And I don't care right. if a person has a team of one or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber says he has. <laughs> a team is a team. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, my team basically is my sister who is my COO. She Mm -hmm. makes sure that everything runs smoothly. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not very tech savvy, so she handles all (laughs) of the business side of things. And then my mother also works for me. I pay her and she's my professional mother. So she does, (laughs) you know, mom like things that are a big help that take time, you know, she'll go and, She'll pick up my mail at the P.O. box. She'll drop off something here. She'll, uh, you know, if I have an issue at my house, she works as like, she's not my handyman, but she'll research and find somebody to come and fix the the sink or the or the toilet or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. my my team is my mom and my sister. And, oh my you know, I, they're family and I trust them implicitly, explicitly, and, you um, you know, there was definitely some trepidation before I decided to hire them, especially with my sister. I'm like, are we going to be fighting all the time? Is this going to be a disaster? <laughs> yeah, because we're a husband and wife team. So. Yeah, we're kind of a family team also. Yeah, but thankfully everything worked out very well. And we've been working together now since 2007. Oh, wow. that's great. You know, speaking of teams and family, we have a yes. third co-host or yes, nine-year-old. Ask a couple quick. So Sandy's gonna go get him real quick. And we've got an almost three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too, because we are a family affair show. I love it. I can't imagine doing it. When we launched um last year, I remember saying, you know what, we're gonna find a way to combine our family. And and you know what? Down the road, if he doesn't want to be a part of it, I'm not gonna be one of them parents. Oh, you gotta be dude. No, you know, he's he's his own person. You know, you know, like I hate that when you see when you hear. Um, people who have kids that want to go in entertainment and the, and the parents are like, Oh no, no, no. And they're like, let them have their passion. Let them get it through their system. Cause they might not even enjoy it. Let at least get it through. The, and then again, they might be the next Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I would, I'll support my children, whatever they want to do. They just have to do it on their own. And also <laughs> um, they can't be lazy. Like, that's what I tell them. They have to have an incredible work ethic. And they will. Hi, Perez. So what's your favorite TV show? You know, here's a confession. I don't watch any television. Oh, wow. I don't have time. (laughs) I truly, I barely sleep. I don't even get enough sleep. Um, You know, whatever my kids are watching, my kids actually, it's interesting. As they get older, they start watching different things. So my oldest is almost nine now. He mm. turns nine next month, or not next month, in February. And then my middle child is six and a half. Oh, and wow. they've recently started to watch a lot of Disney Channel shows, which they never used to watch. Like old Disney Channel shows. Like they've been <laughs> watching Hannah Montana and Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, wow. Like, okay, whatever makes you happy. Because <laughs> what's yours? My SpongeBob. They, they don't. I don't, is that on Netflix? I don't even know. They don't watch SpongeBob. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I know it's on Nickelodeon, but where does it stream? 
Maybe um, it's on Paramount Plus only, and we don't have uh, that. Paramount Plus. Yep, Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah we don't we don't have that. That's why they don't watch it. I'm uh, cheap. <laughs> I already pay for Netflix. I wasn't even gonna get Disney Plus, but my sister get, my sister's like, I'll let you use my account. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, because he <laughs> watches a lot of the Nickelodeon and Disney shows, we've been able to bring on people like Ava Kochler uh, uh, and um, Mallory James Mahoney from the Disney shows and all that onto the show for him to talk to. So that's been pretty cool for him. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie? Oh, goodness. I'd have to tell your parents when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a favorite movie. <laughs> what is yours? Oh, mine's Minions. I'll tell you my favorite movie. You just can't watch it. It's this movie starring Elizabeth Berkeley and Gina Gershon called Showgirls. Ooh. Yeah, and I love it. it. And I love it. Not ironically. Like I legitimately, truly, deeply love Showgirls. It's my oh, favorite wow. movie. <laughs> Bye, Nate. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he loves to be on the show. And, you know, he's been on almost every episode, almost 500. In fact, I think Thursday will be our 500th interview. So it's been interesting um, and all that. But having him on has been really great. And we've watched him grow in that role because he wants his, his own confidence. podcast next year. So we're going to help him do that. Make yeah. it happen. Enough with that. So what are some sources of inspiration for you? Music. Music always inspires me to feel more than anything. Not like literal inspiration to like do something, but mm -hmm. it inspires feelings of celebration, empathy you know i just love mu music is the first thing that came to mind that's what inspires me and and of course the live experience going to concerts yeah. going to plays and musicals going to a museum like i love i love doing and experiencing and 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 interpreting and sharing and talking and even like a hike nature inspires me you know all, all of those things that we have to leave our house to do. Yes. <laughs> so what would you like your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? You know, I would love it if I was the first person on the Hollywood Walk of Fame to get a star for being an influencer. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. They, they don't give out stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for being an influencer, but... I've been able to use my career as an influencer to go out and publish books, act in TV shows, mm -hmm. act in movies, do my podcast, do radio, do reality television, do all sorts of different things. So I think, you know, times change and things evolve and the Hollywood Walk of Fame should start giving stars to influencers. That's, and that's true. We agree. Because times yeah. have changed. Yes, yeah. they have. You've got so, to I mean, that. social media is everything. It is. Yes. And uh, if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? You know, I don't use the word fans. I use the word fram. F-R-A-M. Oh, oh. Because the people that support me, they are like family to me. Uh, Meaning oh, two things. It does. Two things. You know, some friends may come and some friends may go, but I'm of the school of thought that family is forever. Yep. And mm -hmm. also, you know, 
if you view it like family, you know, I have family and I don't always agree with everything that family says or does. But at the end of the day, they're still family and you still love your family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So, you know, as we start to come to a close here, um, what advice would you give somebody who feels called to the entertainment industry? who's kind of get their feet wet a little bit. They may be playing a few shows and all that so far, but they just know that this is what they're supposed to do. Being around the industry like you have for as many years as you have, what advice would you give that person? My advice would be networking is very important. And you don't need to be in Los Angeles or New York to network. Especially now. Yeah. So um, don't be afraid to ask for things. Like even with me, like a lot of my opportunities, I've gotten them myself without an agent or a manager. I went and asked for you to come on, see? Yeah, network. Don't be afraid to ask for things and just do it. Don't wait for, don't wait, don't keep waiting, don't procrastinate, don't make up excuses. And finally, um, you know, create, do it. Like if you're not getting booked on a TV show or a play or whatever, then make your own TV show, make your own play, put it online, just do it, create your own content. You know, those are the people that are rewarded the most, the ones that are true auteurs. Mm-hmm. that are singer songwriters that are actor writers if you have the ability the the drive to create your own content then it's going to be a lot easier for you i love that. love that so to honor our 30 minutes that we were given with you um tell everybody how they can find you which of course they already know that and how to find your you know your podcast and all that Well, you can check out my CBD brand at mytrue10.com. You can listen to my podcast at perezpodcast.com or watch it on YouTube. Of course, read perezhilton.com daily. And I'm literally on every social media platform. So just search for me and I will be there. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And we definitely look forward to having you back for some updates. We do. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Same here. We enjoyed it. Thanks so much for your time today. Have a good one. Bye-bye.